Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The ninth adhyaya Rajavidya Rajaguhiya Yoga introduces us to the knowledge of the supreme divinity and the ways to attain the divine devotion bhakti is the most powerful way to connect with to understand and finally to attain the divinity this adhyaya reveals divine knowledge of the self atmagnana and that of the divine brahmagnana also known as rajavidya the royal knowledge knowing which is the ultimate goal of the mankind this goal is possible only in the human life and therefore human life is considered invaluable and rare durlabha this divine knowledge is also considered a royal secret rajaguhya or the hidden knowledge guhya gnana as it is not revealed to most and most are not able to grasp this subtle understanding krishna mentions many aspects of the divine and his devotion bhakti to understand and connect to the divine supreme yoga The ninth adhyaya starts with Krishna's pledge to tell Arjuna about the secret hidden treasure Shri Bhagavan Uvacha idam tutte guhyatamam pravakshyam yanasuyave He says this knowledge is an ultimate secret I shall tell you Arjuna in great details as you have have no jealousy Gnana vignana sahitam yajgnatva moksha se shubhat He says this knowledge becomes assimilated and by knowing which you shall be delivered from all the sins there are many reasons why the knowledge of the self and the divine is the top secret guhyatama the subject of this spiritual knowledge is very subtle sukshma vishaya and it is difficult for most of us with a gross intellect stula buddhi to comprehend this subject it cannot be understood by the mind and the intellect easily but still it has to be attained by the mind and the intellect it is part of my own self but still it remains unknown it is as if we are sitting on a treasure not knowing its presence or its true importance krishna is telling this to arjuna and no one else as arjuna does not have jealousy anasuya and is pure at heart and this is the essential eligibility criteria to understand the self knowledge or atmagnana he says rajavidya rajakuhyam this is the king of all the knowledge and it is the best kept secret pavitram idam uttamam which is the best and the most pious knowledge pratyaksha avagaman it can be experienced by our own self dharmyam it is related to dharma righteousness our religion our duties susukham kartum it is easily attainable and it is avyayam it is eternal it is changeless krishna says it is the best of all the knowledge as it is completely different from what we have studied so far as it is a fundamental knowledge of the existence and it always is helpful to us in day to day life it is the basis of all knowledge and it is a master of all knowledge this self knowledge relieves us from all the suffering sorrow and the death it is a best kept secret rajguhya as everyone does not understand it's as it is an inner journey for the individual 
due to our outwardly approach bahir mukhata one is not able to have the glimpse of this divine knowledge which remains hidden inside us guhia that's why we need a learned and realized guru who follows the scriptures as a road map and has learned the skills from the lineage or the parampara the beauty of this knowledge is that it is part of our own true self and can be directly experienced by the person pratyaksha avagaman as his own true self sakshat aparoksha anubhuti this pure awareness is the cause for all the experiences that we perceive it also helps us to follow the religious path the path of dharma as it is prescribed by the scriptures shastra vihita this knowledge is easily attainable susukham kartum for the one who is eligible who is prepared for the constant lifelong practice to follow the right means and the right path shown by the scriptures this divinity is eternal nitya and changeless avyayam both the divine brahma and the divine knowledge of the brahma brahma gnana in the next verse krishna shows the importance of faith on the spiritual path he says ashraddha dana purusha asya dharmasya he says those who do not have faith in the scriptures aprapya mam nivartante cannot attain me mrutyu sansara vartmani and they rotate in this mortal world up and down they take birth they die they take birth they die so faith is a very important on the spiritual journey faith in the scriptures in the guru in ishwara and in our own self atma shraddha the spiritual path is an unknown path to reach the divine atma or parmatma brahma whatever we call it in different perspectives and we need to have a faith that there has to be a creator behind this beautiful creation just as every beautiful object in this world has been created by someone so now krishna starts teaching the omnipresent unseen bhagavan the brahma vidya updesha he says maya idam tatam sarvam jagata all this in this world is pervaded by me as ishwara he says avyakta murtina by my unmanifest form which cannot be seen matsthani sarvabhutani all the beings are within me chateshu aham na avasthitah but i am not in them the supreme divinity is omnipresent is unseen known as brahma in vedant it is all pervading and all objects of this existence are pervaded by him maya tasarvam idam tatam jagata this is the unmanifest form the avyakta murtina of the divine what we can actually see are all his incarnations avatar swarupa manifestations is vibhuti and his different forms in the world that we see day in and out our scriptures say that ishwara is everywhere in this world karan karme krishna the original divine consciousness chaitanya swarupa is the existence as sat is all knower as chit and is the bliss form as ananda as the foundation the adhisthana of this universe giving it the all the isness the satta and all its energy and the powers the spurti the existence of this material world is only due to the unmanifest supreme divinity the avyakta swarupa even the opening shloka of ishavasya upanishad says ishavasya midam sarvam everything is pervaded by the supreme divinity which is hidden everywhere which we cannot see because it is unmanifest and this is the highest principle of our sanatana dharma in the next verse krishna reveals how as ishwara he is in the creation he says nachamatsthani bhutani all beings are not in me pashyame yoga maishwaram see my glory and my splendor my yoga my powers aham bhut bhavanah i am the cause of the birth of all the beings i am the sustainer of all the beings but still all beings are not in me he says 
Krishna is saying just the opposite from what he said in the previous verse where he said, all beings are within me, matsthani sarva bhutani. And now in this verse, he says, all the beings are not in me, nacha matsthani bhutani. Krishna says, see my magical powers and my splendor, aishwaram, yoga maya. For common people like us, it is very difficult to understand these starkly contrasting statements. That's why we need a learned guru to clarify the meaning. Everything that we see is all about perceptions, our drashti bheda, from which standpoint we are seeing. For example, when we see the ocean from the one point of view as a vast endless filled with water, while from the another standpoint for a, from a person who is sitting on the shore, ocean comprises only of some waves, different waves coming and going. Similarly, Vedan commonly gives example of the space within the pot, katakash and the space outside the pot, mahakasha, how they are differentiated from the standpoint of the the pot or the form of the pot. Same is the perception of the Atma from an individual perspective and Brahman from the eternal perspective. Both are essentially the same from the perspective of the space but while the difference is due to the transient manifestation of the individual Jiva. Krishna describes his own foundational Adhisthana and the Asanga at unattached Swarupa. He says, Yatha Kasha Sita Vayu Mahan Just as abundant space Abundant wind within the space keeps blowing everywhere. Similarly, all the beings are within me. Firmly decide that. Krishna is explaining his unattached form, that is what he calls Asanga Swarupa, by giving example of the space and the wind. Just like the space is an endless foundation in which the wind is contained and keeps blowing from one place to the other, still the space is just a silent observer and not attached in any way to the wind. Similarly, Though the divinity pervades everywhere in this universe and is unattached observer Asanga, all the objects and beings that keep moving within this world. Krishna wants Arjuna to understand this relationship between the divine and the material energy very clearly. He says, Iti Upadharayaha. Krishna makes his understanding clearer in the next few verses when he talks about the creation. He says, Kalpakshaya Sarva Bhutani Mamikam Prakrutim Yanti. At the end of the universe, all the beings dissolve in my prakriti or maya. Kalpadau visrujami ham punahtani, he says. At the beginning of the universe, I create all these beings again and again. Krishna describes the cycle of creation, srushti, utpatti and dissolution, pralaya in this verse. Scriptures say that the unmanifest supreme divinity, Brahma, with the help of the divine powers, maya, becomes Ishwara from whom the entire creation begins and finally dissolves into the same divine. What is the difference between Jiva and Ishwara? Krishna says in the next verse that Maya is under the control of Brahma, Brahmashraya, Maya. He says, Prakrutim Swamavashtabhya, Visrujami Punah Punaha. Having controlled my Maya, my powers, my energy, I create again and again. Bhuta gramam imam krutsnam avasham prakruter vashat. And what about the jiva, the beings, all these living beings, the jiva, they don't have any control over the maya. It is only that I have the control over the maya and I keep creating these creation. Krishna says, Ishwar is completely an independent principle, is swatantra, whereas all the jiva are dependent on many, are under the control of maya or ignorance, avidya, where maya is under the control of the divine, the brahmashraya. Thus, Ishwara incarnates or creates this creation at his own will, whereas Jiva takes birth in a particular species based on his past karma and the karmic balance. Even during the life, the Jiva has to undergo many sufferings because there are so many factors beyond his or her control which needs to endure. 
Krishna describes some other differences between Jiva and Ishwara and how he is unattached to all his actions and his actions don't bind him. So Krishna says, Yo Dhananjaya, Nachamam Tani Karmani Nibadnanti. All these actions that I do, creation, dissolution, they don't bind me in any way. Udasin Vata Asinam, because I've risen above all of them. Teshu Karmasu Asaktam, and I completely am unattached to all my actions. Ishwara is the all knower. Further, he has no identification with his incarnate body, mind, or intellect due to complete spiritual knowledge, jnana. Paripurna is fulfilled with the knowledge. Therefore, Krishna as Ishwara is not bound to any actions that he performs during his life. Krishna says the creating, the creation is one of his actions to which he remains unattached. Udasinavata asinam. He says he is risen above the three gunas. Jiva is bound to his actions, is helpless and moves like a pendulum from one side to the other. This is a cause for bondage due to the attachments of the individual. And these attachments, asakti, is towards the karma where we develop a kartrutva or a doership feeling and this attachment asakti is towards the results of our actions karma phala and the sense pleasures bhoga that we have by this knowledge krishna teaches us in gita that knowledge leads us from bondage to freedom or moksha how krishna remains unattached to the creation he describes in the next verse maya adhyakshena prakruti suyache Suyate Sacharacharam. He says, in my presence as a Sakshi Chaitanya, the creation becomes manifest by Maya. And this entire world, this Trigunatmika, Jagata, and the entire non-living beings, Jaga, Jada, keeps, they are created. Hetu Nanena Jagat Aparivartate. And for this reason only, everything in this world keeps changing and rotating. So it is the man behind the machine who is responsible for the creation. Similarly, a beautiful creation is insentient. Jada, which is maintained by the natural brilliant intelligence, needs a very powerful and all-powerful sentient creator, Chetana. And all the actions of creation, karma, dissolution, sustainers, are in the form of the divine Anatma. Whereas the formless supreme divinity, the Chaitanya Brahma, is completely devoid of actions or karma and is a mere observer, Sakshi, of what is happening. It is in its presence thereof. Everything happens and is noted. The entire creation comprises the non-living and the life force, Jada and the Chetana, which sustains the existence of the insentient Jada. The cycle of creation goes on endlessly, the free will of the Supreme Divinity. What is the true form of the Supreme Divinity and why people don't know it? Only a few know me, my real unmanifest Nirguna Swarupa Bhagavan says, Avajananti ma mudaha. Those ignorant people don't know me, Manushim Tanumashritam. They just believe that I am this human form. Param Bhavama Ajananto. He says, they don't know my real self. Mama Bhuta Maheshwaram. And I am the Lord of all the beings. Most of us believe that God is in a human form as Krishna, Ram, Shiv, Christ, Nanak, Muhammad, etc. residing in some temple, church or the mosque or in the up heaven somewhere. Very few people attempt to know the real nature of the Supreme Divinity. Param Ajananto. Without the help of scriptures and a learned guru, it is almost impossible for us to fathom this eternity or understand the supreme divinity in its true form due to our limited intelligence and thinking. This misperception leads to delusion of the reality with which we live, and that's why we do not know the reality of the supreme divinity. How do such people leave? Bhagavan says, Mogasha, Moga Karmana. They have endless desires and their actions are all self-centered. Their knowledge is limited and they act without awareness and thoughts. 
Rakshasim, Asurim, Mohinim, Cha Prakrutim, Ashwitaha. They have rude behavior involved in sense pleasures and are surrendered to Maya, which leads to their delusion. So Krishna describes the ignorance person Mudha, who lives with Achetasa, without awareness, is attached to sensual pleasures, Asurim, Bhava, does not think of the higher goal, Moga Jnana, and has numerous material desires to fulfill Moga Asha. And thus is involved in too much action during the day to fulfill all these desires which are targeted towards his personal or family fulfillment rather than the larger benefit to the society or humanity at large. Moga Karmanaha. This person competes with others to fulfill his desires in the process behaves rudely with others due to his ego and may indulge in vices. Rakshasim Vritti. In the eyes of Krishna, this is because this person is surrendered to the material world, the Maya, and this kind of behavior is due to the delusion, Moha, which leads to bondage or Karma Bandhanaha. But the other side, Bhagavan shows who are the great men, he says, Daivim Prakruti Mashritaha, those who surrender to the moral values, the Daivi Sampatti, Bhajati Maam Ananya Manasaha, those who worship me with a one-pointed devotion. Gnatva Bhutadi Mavyayam and know me as the eternal source of all the beings. So Bhagavan says, great men are those who take shelter of the moral values, the Daivi Sampatti, which Bhagavan describes in many different adhyayas, the 12, 13, 15, 16th and others. And these divine values make us eligible to develop a purity of the inner mind, take away our unpious thoughts and help us understand the self-knowledge. The other virtue to understand the divine is devotion, bhakti. And there are many different types of devotion that different seekers, they, uh, they, they, they can use according to their inclination towards the divine. And the different types of divine that we understand, one is the Saguna, Sakar Swarupa, the name and the form of the incarnation of the God. Ishwara Swarupa, either the Saguna or the Nirakar or the Sakar Swarupa. And it's different manifestations like Vibhuti, Antaryami, Virata Swarupa, Universal Form, Vishwarupa, the Cosmic Form. The Nimitta and the Upadana Kharana, the Karmadhyaksha and the Karmafala Data, these are all the different Swarupa of the Lord Ishwara. And finally, as the unmanifest supreme divinity, the Nirgun Brahma, or our own unmanifest self, our own Atma Swarupa. So, how to devote to the Ishwara? And Bhagavan shows six ways to devote to the divine. He says, Satatam Kirtayantaha Maam Chayatantaha. Those who are involved in constantly my chanting and ever doing the best efforts to reach me. Dhradavrataha namasyanta chamam. Those who worship with firm resolve, they are disciplined, they are surrendered to me. And nitya yukta bhaktya upasate. They devote to me with dedication, feeling and worship me with their atma sanyama nitya yuktaha with the control over their self. So devotion provides us with the right understanding, samajdari allows us to gracefully accept all the situations in life without getting perturbed. Devotion provides us with a life skill that positive attitude is important in life. During failures, we should learn from the correct lessons and move ahead in life. Devotion brings a lot of inner peace with this understanding. Complaints for several petty things in life lessen as we progress on the path. And this is a sign of maturity of the mind. Finally, it helps us to lessen the ego or the pride, makes us humble. In short, devotion teaches us life-changing skills that can transform our life for better. And how can one worship the divine? Bhagavan says, Gnana yagnena yajantaha maamupasate With knowledge, when one devotes to me, ekatvena, with the understanding of oneness with the Almighty, or prutaktvena, or else devotes me with differences, 
अभी अन्य बहुधा विश्व तो मुखम और अदर्स वर्षित नहीं एज द ऑल परवेडिंग इन दिस वर्ल्ड एज विश्व रूप और विराट स्वरूप कृष्ण सेज देर आर मेनी वेज टू डिवोट टू द डिवाइन those who devote with the right understanding they bring the benefits of devotion gnana yagnena yajantah the formless nirguna devotees devote to the unmanifest with the knowledge of being one with the divine that they themselves are divine beings and this feeling or this bhava or the knowledge the gnana of oneness with the divinity ekatvena is rare possibly only for the men with wisdom most others devote to the divine with differentiation prathaktvena with the god being the master or the lord the swami and they being the subservant or the sevak to the lord others will be able to see the divinity in the nature and many other objects in the world and they would eventually be able to see the divine everywhere in the universe vishvato mukham we may think where can i start seeing the divine in this universe and krishna shows few of his manifestations vibhuti in the next four verses which we can embark or start our journey krishna says i am everywhere at least see me somewhere aham kratuhu aham yagnah he says i am in the yagnas swada aham aham aushadam i am all the oblations to the forefathers and i am in the form of all the medicinal plants mantro aham aham ajyam he says i am the auspicious chance in yagna and i am the ingredients of all the yagna aham agnihi aham hutam he says i am the fire of the yagna i am the act of all the obisans that you give ahuti in the yagna in the eyes of krishna this entire universe is in a state of constant yagna everything in the universe gives something to sustain the universe for example sun provides a light and the heat the moon provides a night light and the peace the wind does its job the motion of the planets all the stars oceans trees they keep giving as if a massive yagna is going on even at the individual level of a human body or the body of any species several millions of cells organ systems they all work in close coordination with each other to do their job so that one life can survive krishna says that he is part and parcel of all these yagna at the universal or at an individual level and is present in all the aspects of these yagna even in the fourth adhyaya of 24th verse krishna says brahmarpanam brahmahavihi brahmagnau brahmanahutam i am everywhere in all the yagnas i am there as brahma and here he says asya jagatah pita aham mata dhata pitamah i am the father i am the mother i am the sustainer i am the grandfather of this universe and he says vaidyam pavitra omkara ruksamaya jurevacha he says in vedas i am the first form of the auspicious omkar the one letter word for god and i am all the vedas the rigveda the samaveda yajurveda too All our relationships like father mother sister brother children keep changing in different lives whereas god is our constant father mother grandfather and our sustainer for all the lives the om is a one letter pious word which denotes divinity in all the forms the god is in the form of primordial scriptures or the vedas as they are the words of the divine therefore called behind beyond the humans apaurusheya the vedas describe many worships of the om karo pasna essentially we need to understand that god is in all the forms in this world and now god introduces himself giving his 12 attributes he says aham gatihi bharta aham prabhu sakshi i am the onward journey due to karma i am the nurturer of all i am the lordship and i am the witness of all the karma nivasa sharanam suruta he says i am the home to all the surrender place for everyone and i am a friend for all 
ప్రభవస్థానం ప్రళయస్థానం నిధానం అండ్ ద బర్త్ ప్లేస్ అండ్ ద డిజొల్యూషన్ ప్లేస్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ అండ్ ఐ హోల్డ్ ద కర్మ ఆల్సో ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ బీజం అవ్యయం అండ్ ఐ ఎమ్ ద అన్ మెనిఫెస్ట్ సీడ్ ఐఎమ్ ద ఇటర్నల్ ఇండిస్ట్రక్టబుల్ అన్ మెనిఫెస్ట్ ఫార్మ్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ విత్ ద ప్యూరిటీ ఆఫ్ మైండ్ వీ కెన్ సీ ఈశ్వర ఇన్ ఆల్ ద ఫార్మ్స్ ఇన్ దిస్ వరల్డ్ ఎవ్రీవేర్ వీ కెన్ సీ ద డివినిటీ అట్ ప్లే ఎవ్రీథింగ్ దట్ హ్యాపెన్స్ టు అస్ విల్ బి సీన్ యాజ్ అ గ్రేస్ ఆఫ్ ద డివైన్ everywhere we can connect with the divine in management it is said that to find the root cause of any issue we need to ask the question why three times and we shall reach to the root cause similarly in life if we ask the same question from where does this come from three times we shall reach to the divine the effect karya and the cause karana is essentially the same and thus all the names and forms are divine tapami aham aham varsham nigruhami he says as sun i give the heat as water i hold for the rains utsrujami aham umrutam chamrutyuscha and i shower it as a rain and i represent immortality and death chasat chasat aham arjuna i am everything the eternal indestructible as well as everything that you see as a illusion the chaitanya and the chada everything i am there as everything with this attitude we can see divinity in all the nature at all the times if we can see everything can be a miracle or else nothing is a miracle what we believe by chance could be the design of the creator if everything is divine why should we have strong choices for our own likes or dislikes it would be better to accept everything that comes to us as offering from the divine prasad till we accept it or see it that way we can at least attempt to feel it that way because it is said that fake it till you make it now krishna starts describing the onward journey after death he says all the vedic karmas described in three vedas including drinking of nectar and others to destroy the impurities by doing all these yagnas people pray for their heavenly pleasures by their virtues they attain indra loka or swarga loka or heavenly lokas they enjoy the sense pleasures of all these heavenly joys and those people who enjoy the sense pleasures of grand heaven shine punya he says martya lokam vishanti but as their virtues come to the end their punya khatam then they are born again on this material world and evam trai dharmam anuprapanna those who indulge in selfish actions as described in the three vedas kama kama gata gatam labante those who have desires for the objects they need to come back again and again to this world so krishna describes the transient nature of all the lokas including the indra loka swarga loka even those people who are righteous they are dharmika for those who follow rituals and practices prescribed in the vedas including the practices of yagnas those who desire for sense objects and therefore involved in self centered activities have to be reborn and reborn on the earth again and again even though they may attain higher lokas including heaven but completing their karmic balance of virtues they need to come back on earth such self obsessed people have to continue the cycle of birth and death on the other hand those who are devoted to ishwara what does ishwara do for them bhagwan says ye janaha those people ananya pam chintayantah those who remember me constantly with one point devotion cha paribhasate and worship me with understanding tesham nityabhiyuktanam he says and for those who are already connected me me always connected to me yoga kshemam vahamyaham i carry out all the desires of achieving and protecting their possessions this is a very important shloka of bhagavad gita as it is considered to be the central shloka where the word yoga means to achieve our material goals while kshema means to protect our possessions 
half of our life we keep making efforts and stress to accumulate possessions and the later half of our life we have to worry and have to have anxiety to protect our possessions krishna says don't worry i shall carry all your difficulties o yoga kshemam vahami ham he says you need not worry at all the valid question is how can god take care of all our difficulties and solve them it is we who need to take care of them with our efforts and our intelligence or thoughts the answer lies in the understanding of the devotee of the god whenever the devotee is faced with an expected outcome the so called good result or a happy situation the devotee sees the grace of the divine ishwara krupa and does not get too elated whereas when is an un- unintended or unexpected situation arises so called bad or a difficult situation which gives pain and suffering the devotee sees the desire of the divine the ishwara ichha and endures the situation knowing that this too is going to pass this utmost faith in the divine makes a devotee to see the hand of the divine in each and every situation of the life and knows that he or she is just instrumental nimitta karana for everything that is happening with this understanding and surrender to the divine the devotee feels that the god takes away all his anxieties worries pain and suffering yoga kshemam vahamiham and he she need not take uh, worry about anything about the past present or the future unwanted situation that may arise this is how the devotee is peaceful internally and is in constant communion with the almighty the devotee applies the principle of karma yoga to do the best karma and leave the rest to the divine the karma phala to whom we should devote to as there are many deities or devata bhagwan shows that there is a difference between my devotee and devotees of the devata he says those who worship other deities worship with faith without proper rituals and understanding of oh, arjun they worship me alone we worship many different deities in sanatan dharma according to our faith we may worship shiva krishna hanuman ganesh brahma ji devi mata amba lakshmi saraswati and all others and when we get our desired fruits or results of our prayers we believe that it is the grace of the deity who has bestowed upon this benefits to to the grace but krishna says that there is one supreme divinity parmatma and many other deities or demigods devata and this system has been created by the supreme divinity for the organizational efficiency to sustain the universe and that is why the supreme divinity has created these many deities or devatas This system is similar to the system of the center in the country where there is a prime minister or president at the helm of affairs who appoints different central ministers to perform the appointed tasks and there are member of parliaments who also uh, carry out the respective responsibilities in their constituencies even at the state level similarly there is a chief minister cm there are mlas there are you know uh, ministers of the state who take care of their roles and responsibilities which are defined their powers are limited while the power of the pm or the president have their absolute powers and they are completely responsible for all the affairs similarly in the universe there is one supreme divinity and his appointed many deities or devata and this system is created for the people with different faith as materially all of us are different with different faith in different deities according to the interplay of our three gunas and essentially all the deities are one and the same including the trinity of brahma vishnu and mahesh the supreme divinity is one and manifest in various forms with this understanding krishna says one who worships different deities unknowingly worship me tepi mam ev ajanti those devotees who worship different deities are with faith are unaware of this reality and therefore they do not get the real benefits of devotion he says for the all the yagnas aham bhukta cha prabhu evacha i am the receiver and the overlord natu mam abhi jananti those who don't me like this 
ಭಗವಾನ್ they are unable to reach the final goal of achieve, attaining the divine supreme supreme they get lost midway due to the different faiths in different deities and are unable to focus on the one supreme divinity tatvena atah chavantite however nothing is lost on this path a big solace given by krishna no devotion goes in vain there are different benefits of devoting to different deities and according to that we get different results he says those sattvic people who worship the devata attain the devaloka those rajasik who worship the four fathers attain the pitruloka and those tamasik those who have superstitions worship the ghost and the demons they attain their their loka but one madhyaji mam apiyanti one who worships me ishwara they attain me so essentially what we reap we sow therefore we need to be careful when we reap or do our actions it requires awareness right understanding where and how should we devote to the almighty depending on their faith and their worship they will get appropriate results in their onward journey after death however if one worships the supreme divinity ishwara with sattvic tendencies the results are completely different these devotees are able to transcend the material realms and attain the supreme divinity thereby getting complete inner freedom from all the limitations sufferings attachments cycle of birth and death which is called mukti or moksha now the question whom should we worship how should we worship the divine what offering should we offer to the lord of the universe ishwar says he accepts every offering given with faith patram pushpam phalam toyam he says a leaf a flower a fruit or if nothing then even water whatever is offered to me with devotion for the person who keeps trying whatever is offered to me with love tadaham bhakti upahatam ashnami he says i accept it gracefully God is very kind is very benevolent sees only inner love not the outer objects he is willing to accept anything offered to him with love faith and reverence for the divine in bhakti the feeling of the emotions behind the devotion the bhakti bhava is the most important and the several different expressions of giving are physical expressions like bowing doing puja pilgrimage or words like chanting shloka devotional music bhajana kirtana aarti or offering the objects like flowers fruits or other meals called bhoga if you don't have anything to offer even a leaf flower or a fruit or if nothing even water patram pushpam phalam toyam offered with love and devotion yo me bhakti aprayachati is accepted gracefully by the divine ashnami this shows his utmost compassion for the humanity guruma says anything that we do for god we should do with immense love and not just mechanically remembering him with the attitude of offering God is indeed very kind as God does not see objects but sees the love behind these offerings. Now Krishna says something apparently the opposite. He says give me everything. Yad karoshi yadadnashi yajjuhoshi dadasiyata. He says whatever you do all your actions whatever you eat all the food whatever you offer as oblation in the yagnas obeisance whatever you give as donations and whatever you do as penance mat arpanam tat kurushwa you offer all that to me he says to arjuna it appears contrasting with the previous shloka where he says you can offer anything to me now he says you give me everything whatever you are doing giving eating 
So when we understand that Ishwar is not interested in outward objects, but is more inclined to our inner feelings and emotions, bhava, then we can appreciate that there is no contradiction between these two shlokas. Krishna says, whatever karma you do, you offer to me as karma yoga. Don't desire the fruits of actions, karma phala, but do Ishwar arpana bhava. And that is what is karma yoga. He also says, you give up all your identification to your limited I, your ego, your biggest enemy, because I am the doer of all the yagnas and tapas, and this limited identification must be gradually erased and destroyed. And we should work like we are a nimitta or an instrumental for doing everything. How can we offer all these actions to Ishwara? If during every action, if we can remember the Lord, see His grace, surrender to the Lord, and is it really possible to offer everything to God? For sure it is not easy, but we need to start somewhere. And it is natural to ask, what will I get in return if I offer everything to God? Bhagavan says, if you offer everything to me, you shall be relieved from the bondage of karma due to the good and the non-good fruits of the actions, all the raga, dvesha, and you shall achieve the yoga of renunciation, vimukta, maam, upeshyasi, and you shall be liberated, you shall attain me only. A person doing karma yoga, offering everything to Ishwara, and then seeing everything that he gets as prasada, and then gradually starts resolving his or her gradual strong likes and dislikes and the attachments to the karma and its fruits, shubha, ashubha, falaihi, moksha se karma bandhanaihi. And then is able to renounce the fruits of actions by developing a self-restraint, sannyasa yoga yuktatma. So devotion is a must for the seeker to connect to the goal, to make the seeker soft, humble, understanding, compassionate towards all the beings. It expands the horizons of the seeker to see the divinity in not just a place of worship, but it also in all the beings and later everywhere in this universe. Thus devotion is very important prerequisite to the divine knowledge, finally leads to complete freedom, moksha, from all the bondages. Who can devote to the God? Are all the devotees the same or God differentiates between them? Bhagavan says, Samaha aham sarva bhuteshu. I am the same in all the beings. I don't take any sides, Arjuna. I am same everywhere. Name dveshya priyaha. No one is dear to me. I don't dislike anyone. Everyone is the same for me. Ye bhajanti tu maam bhaktya. But those who devote to me with bhakti bhava, feelings, with their emotions, they mai, they are in me. And aham, aham apiteshu. And I am also in them. Krishna wants us to start with the form devotion, the saguna bhakti, and later migrate towards the formless devotion, the nirguna bhakti, and finally the divine knowledge, the brahmagnana. That is why he says, my devotees who devote to me with love, yajanti tumam bhaktya, they become one with me, they mai, and I also become one with them. One who understands the divine as his own self, Atma Swarupa, as a lord of the universe, God is one with the beings and the same essence, Atma Swarupa. He knows well that God is all-pervading, omnipresent. There is a Raja Vidya and we need to change our vision to see God from our attachments to an inner journey to discover this vast hidden inner world, the Raja Kuhya. And all are eligible for devotion. Bhagavan says, Apichetsu Durachara. Even those who perform many vices or does very wrong actions, worships me with oneness. He knows that that person soon becomes an ascetic, Sadhureva Samantavya. Samyak Vyavasita Hisaha and has determined his goal very clearly. So sins are nothing but unpious thoughts which keep happening to us, which leads to actions which are not prescribed by the scriptures. Gradually as the inner cleansing happens, the repetition of such unpious, unworthy, useless thoughts reduce and gradually they will vanish by the grace of the divine. 
And that is why it is imperative for all of us to avoid labeling people based on their past actions or reputation. We should learn from good habits of all around us and make best attempt to improve our unworthy habits. We can forget the past mistakes and make a new beginning with surrender to the divine. Such a devotee soon becomes a great man, Shipram Bhavati Dharmatma. Soon becomes a great person, Shashwat Shantim Nigachiti, will achieve eternal bliss. Kaunteya Pratijanihi Name Bhakta Pranashyati. O Arjuna, know the truth very well that my devotee is never ruined. They will always going up, up and up in their path. A person who realizes his mistakes in life, accepts it, is ready for change, has the chance of playing the second innings, to embark on the spiritual journey, change his karma, to become a worthy person, walking on the path of dharma, upholding the moral values. Such a person soon becomes peaceful, cleanses his mind and becomes eligible to pursue the path of knowledge. Thus, when faced with difficulties, we should always remember to take the shelter of the divine. He is there to help us in all of our difficulties to find an appropriate path to wriggle out from such painful times. Faith in the Almighty helps us to find the way and patience, persistence and perseverance helps us to find the way out of the tunnel to a new hope. Anywhere and all are eligible for devotion, Bhagavan says, Parthamam hi vapashritya. O Arjuna, those who take my shelter and who has many difficulties in life, anyone including women, Vaishya, Shudra, any caste, color, creed, religion, nothing matters. Finally, they all achieve eternal salvation. Bhagavan says, God is all compassionate, includes everyone who is in his shelter, and those who have unrighteous acts, whose results of prior impressions, anyone irrespective of any three, I mean, caste, creed, religion, or even sex, they all come to this path and accept that shelter of the divine virtue of their spiritual journey, they can be liberated from this world. And what to say of the Brahmins and the caste of the virtues or Kshatriya kings, those who have become the devotees, being born in this ever-changing world with transient happiness, they devote to me and achieve complete freedom. Krishna summarizes the last shloka, coming to the end. He says, devotion is the principal way to attend the divine. He says, man mana bhava, put your mind in me, mad bhaktaha, become my devotee, madhyaji, do all your yagnas, karma as yagna, maam namaskuru, and finally surrender to me. Maam eva eshyasi, you shall attend me only, Arjuna, yukta evam atmanam, atmanam, and you shall know me as your own self. Mat parayana, after having all this, you will become a committed devotee. Krishna describes the essence of devotion as a primary means to attend the divine. He shows a complete surrender and full commitment is what he expects from a devotee, mat parayanaha, for the devotee to become a God-loving devotee. With our body, we should do all our actions for the Lord and Madhyaji, meaning for the creation at large, not just for our own self. Krishna wants us to surrender all actions unto Him. Krishna also wants us to full focus of our mind, Manmana Bhava. This means He wants us to fill our mind with His name and remember Him while doing all our actions. He wants us to completely devote to Him with our mind and body, Madhbhaktaha. He also wants us to surrender to Him to accept His grand design of the universe and not complain on minor issues or situation. Maam Namaskuru. With this kind of dedicated spiritual pursuit, one will know the Divine as one's own self, Yukta Evam Atmanam, and become one with the Divine, Maam Eva Eshyasi. This is a call of Krishna to Arjuna to become his devotee and through Arjuna to the entire humanity to devote to the Supreme Divinity. We come to the end of the ninth Adhyaya. Om Tat Saditi Shri Mad Bhagavad Gita Su 
उपनिषत्सु ब्रह्म विद्यायागशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुन संवादे राजविद्यराजगुह्योग नाम नवमोध्याय थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस एपिसोड इन द सीरीज ट्रांसफॉर्म योर लाइफ बाय अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ भगवदगीता दिस इज योर होस्ट संजीव hope you have gained by the sharing for more detailed understanding please visit youtube channel s haribakti it's one word s h a r i b h a k t i where you will find multiple adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists or you could join whatsapp learning group the bhagavad gita study group where we do a guided in depth study of bhagavad gita over one year period do send me an email request on s haribakti it's one word at the rate gmail.com so i can share a link for you to join this group thank you